When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coming back. Welcome in PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always, Bo Brock here on a football Friday. It's great to see your franchise quarterback getting after it. And perhaps, Bo Brock, looking ahead of schedule. That's right. Throwing around some iron in the weight room. Jonathan Gannon, he said this last week at the league meetings that Kyler Murray was going to be on to the next phase of his rehab, that strength training. And uh, that's what we saw on full display, a little... Just a little gift in your Instagram this morning where Kyler Murray at K1. Here he is. He's uh, He's got it loaded up there. He's got three plates on each side, and he's going to get some good depth here, Johnny. Some good depth on this squat. Look at that. He's got the uh, sleeve over his right leg, and he goes down deep for a couple, for a couple squats. So K1, 13 weeks after having a January 3rd surgery, continues to show he's on the road to recovery. Question is now, as you and I talked to Jonathan Gannon in Indianapolis, and then once again, I talked to him last week, you know, should Cardinals fans expect Kyler Murray back week one? Is that even a, you know, smart business for the Cardinals staring down a full rebuild to even, you know, have entertained the idea? Uh, listen, I'm not going to say he's, he's going to be ready for week one. Although we did talk to the Twitter doctor at NFL Media Week during the Super Bowl. And he told us, he said, Kyler Murray is going to be ready to play from the pocket week one. Now, can he be Kyler Murray-esque running around, making cuts, navigating in the open field? That's the question. When is he going to be ready to be vintage K1? But to Bose and I's points, like, well, we talked to Jonathan Gannon. We'll give you some insight here for the first time on this podcast of what Jonathan Gannon said the offense is going to look like. He's going to play under center. And when he's not under center, the offense is going to look like Philadelphia's offense. Mm -hmm. But when they're under center, their base offense, they're going to pull things from Cleveland and they're going to pull things from San Francisco. What does that tell you? They're going to run the football. So if I can get K1 back and he feels good and not ask him to do too much while learning the offense and keep him in under center, I'm like, I'm sorry. I would rather have K1 out there, not compromised, but 85, 90% than Colt McCoy because if I'm doing seven step drops with Kyler Murray like Cliff Kingsbury or you're consistently in the shotgun and you've got turnstile tackles that's a problem but if I'm getting an offense 
with a renewed sense of support, better offensive line play, a couple new backs. I, I think Kyler Murray, maybe this is the reason why they, they didn't sign a quarterback. I could be pulling this completely out of my ass, and I don't want anybody right. to hold me to this, but it just feels like the momentum here is Kyler Murray is going to be moving around well in training camp. He's going to look good in training camp, and they're going to be tempted, Bo, to see what he can do. And I think this new offense supports the the smooth rollout plan. I don't disagree with it. You know, I, I'm still doubtful that Kyler is going to be going in week one, as as are you. And, you know, Jonathan Gannon told us straight up, you know, he's got to be 100% mentally and physically. And you're saying, what's the mental aspect to it? And Gannon kind of gave us a little bit more insight on that. You know, this is a guy that's made that cut, the uh, the non-contact injury that he suffered on Monday Night yeah. Football against the Patriots thousands of times in his career. And there's just going to be, there's probably going to be some sort of mental block there, and and he can't have that, right? Uh, you start to look at some of the uh, the comps. You had Joe Burrow in his rookie season. He went down late November, um, and he was back week one. But Joe Burrow is not a mobile quarterback by any stretch. He is a pocket-passing quarterback. He is a guy that can drop back five, seven-step drops, where Kyler Murray is, is going to have to learn to become a drop-back quarterback, playing more under center, working on his footwork, while at the same time, you know, learning this new offense and returning from knee surgery. So, you know, I think the better comp is probably a Carson Wentz. And I know that's sometimes a four-letter word because Wentz has fallen so far out of grace since uh, when he tore his ACL. This guy was an MVP, talent, uh, you know, he was an MVP contender that year. 33 touchdowns, seven picks. He tore his ACL in Los Angeles against the Rams the year that Philly won the Super Bowl. And he was back by week three. So kind of a similar timetable. Yeah. Um, and, and when you look at, to your point, as far as the quarterbacks that the Cardinals have decided to kind of move forward with instead of dabbling on the free agent market, it, it kind of tells you like they're looking at these quarterbacks to provide a backup quarterback amount of games, right? And I'm talking right. like three to four games. So, yeah. you know, there was the, the early, 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 early timetable before surgery, I think, where they were saying October, and it, it seems like that's that's realistic. Let's say late September, early October, you're three to four games into the season, and I think that that's that would be great for the Cardinals and their fan base to see their I, QB one back. And I let me reiterate because Jalen Blair brings up a good point. And yet, everything that we've been told by Gannon and Cardinal officials is they are going to be kid gloves, extra precautious, and it it won't be Kyler Murray telling them I'm ready. It'll be the doctors, it'll be the trainers, the new training staff. Um, they're going, they're going to have a timeline. I just feel like Kyler Murray with this chip on his shoulder, the will with all to come back. He's a freak show athlete, right? Yeah. That's what the Twitter doctor pointed out. It's like, this is a freak show athlete. You had people commenting on that tweet today saying that's not normal. I mean, it's, it's not normal for a lot of professional athletes. I, I think this is just my guess. Kyler Murray is going to force the issue. He may not do it week one. But he's going to force the issue, and for the people that you know suggested he'd be back November, December, or maybe miss the whole year, like what what reality are you living in? Right. It's early April. How many more weeks do we have? Months do we have till the start of the regular season? Right. I mean, you you think he's just going to do nothing and not be available in any capacity until December, or just sit the whole year out? I mean, he's you look at. Can we see that video one more time, Emma? 
I want to point out yeah, something. We should be playing this on a loop throughout the show. I want to just see. I just want to watch K1 watch in his, the lab. Watch his right hand. That's the that's the hand that's should be supporting the bar on the injured ACL. He's not. Even, he's barely even touching it on that right side because he's testing his ACL. That's yeah. showing you he's got immense confidence right now in that knee. Yeah. Look at that. He's keeping that. He's not even gripping the right side of the bar. I, I mean, people are saying shut him down. Don't want to rush it and slide. And I get that. I know people yeah. want to want to say this is a throwaway year. It doesn't matter. It matters to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has been taking arrows in the media with his past teammates, coaching staff, his ex-GM. Uh, he, he is anxious. If you don't think he's anxious to prove people wrong, wrong he got his money. So the easy narrative, the sloppy, lazy narrative would be Kyler Murray is sitting around playing video games. He's taking his time. We've already told him don't play next year. He's getting fat and happy, right? Instead, he looks like a guy that wants to come out and compete next year. And if I'm going to, I'm just going to preface this by saying, I don't know when Kyler Murray's coming back. If Kyler Murray plays next year, I'm going to say three fourths of the games hammer the over for the win total for this team. And they become interesting really fast. I don't care how shitty the defense is. Kyler Murray with a competent coaching staff with, I still think, quality weapons. I mean, man, if we're sitting here in like two months and D-Hop's still on the team, buckle up. I, I just, I'm not ready to punt on 2023. I know you're not either, Bo. Yeah. But I also, I'm not ready to punt on the idea Kyler Murray's back in September. I, yeah. I'm just going to have to convince me otherwise. Right. And, and Blaine Clark, uh, his his point above his comeback player of the year call <laughs> is no chance they let him anywhere near the field if anybody's remotely worried. Bingo. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Like if there's any question as far as, you know, the structural integrity of his knee or whether or not it's going to be able to withstand anything that he's going to do physically, they're yeah. going to proceed with with extreme caution. We've heard that over and over and over from this organization. So don't I don't think anybody should be worried about that. But there there's also the variable that comes into play as far as and I see it in the chat a lot. You guys are, are hitting it on the head as far as the team, the offensive line that's going to be in play here, right? I mean, if if right now there's 13 offensive linemen on the team's roster. And there's a few of them you can trust, and, and hopefully some people emerge as guys that can become re reliable starters and, and guys that you can count on for snaps. But when you look at DJ Humphreys, you look at Kelvin Beecham, you look at uh, Will Hernandez at the guard spot, whoever emerges as far as the left guard, whoever emerges as your starting center, if it becomes a debacle like last year's country club training camp where you've got guys dropping like flies and it looks like your starting center, whoever it might be, He's not going to be available. And then right. your offensive line becomes immediately patchwork. I think that that's when you're like, okay, well, maybe this isn't the ideal scenario where you got a guy coming off of his first serious injury of his career and a new offense. And then, you know, that's not there. But if you've got DJ Humphreys playing, you know, like DJ Humphreys, we know he can play and Beecham is reliable at the right tackle spot. And somebody's emerged at the, at the, the other guard spot. Will Hernandez still at, that nasty ass guard that he was last season. And they've got maybe a young center that you can couple Kyra, Carly Murray with. I like it. Right. I like, I would love to see him out there because he does give you a chance, you know, a, that puncher's chance, even though this roster seems like it's depleted, you're likely without D hop and you got a, lo a lot of young players that are unknown. Kyler Murray gives you that puncher's chance to, to win a game each and every week. Um, so yeah, I think that there's two different scenarios here roster wise that you need to be in one good uh green light and then there's one you know yellow to red light yeah like this comment here from arizona animal and i i did i agree with it in a lot of ways 
Kyler knows this regime didn't draft him and didn't choose him, and he has to prove himself to them. I 100% agree. Uh, now there are people that push back and say, well, they've got to prove himself to Kyler Murray, and I think there's some truth to that. But I think every day you get you get to be around Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin for you're you know blown away by the kind of people and and professionals that they are compared to what the Cardinals had uh, prior. And I'm not you know insinuating Cliff Kingsbury wasn't a professional, but you know we've had our issues with Steve Kime, obviously, and Cliff Kingsbury appeared to be in over his head, and so. Kyler Murray, to me, has an opportunity to come out and say, hey, guys, this is my job. This is my job. I'm the franchise quarterback. The roster's thin right now, and it's up to me to, to, to get these young players up to speed, to be the leader that everybody you know hopes that I can evolve to. The work ethic piece, like, you don't think he's hearing that? Talking about study habits and getting ready to go. I mean, it, it would be easy to succumb to just sitting back and counting your stacks of money, and he's not doing that, so... I think everybody's got a chip on his shoulder from Gannon, Austin Ford, Kyler Murray, a lot of these ex-Kime draft picks that want to prove themselves. Throw Kyler Murray in that camp. There has not been one singular player that's been raked over the coals as much, for better or worse, than Kyler Murray has been over the last calendar year. Some of it to his own doing and some of it not. Some of it was is out of his control. But what is in his control right now is to come back as, you know, for a team that is now projected to win the second least amount of games in the NFL – Kyler Murray reinserts the issue and himself into the lineup September, early October. We're, right. we're, we're riding. We're Buckle up real quick because this team becomes instantly viable in this trash heap of an NFC conference. Especially when you see all the, like a lot of people are putting their best quarterbacks in the NFC list together. And it's yeah. just downright disrespectful. I mean, a lot of the people that are doing it, they wear clown shoes to work. And right. like these lists are absurd. Like I see Jalen Hurts and that's good. And then they've got Justin Fields as high as two. And they've got like Brock Purdy in the top five. And they've got Kyler Murray all the way down the list. And it's like that that's fuel. That's just more bulletin board material for a guy that's already in. And Cliff said this too. This was this is where people kind of like at the end of the Cliff tenure, right? He was saying they both had chips on the shoulder. Well, one guy's left in the building and he's he's yeah. got the chip to carry for everybody. Uh, that was with the previous regime that didn't work and to prove to the current people to, to kind of pound that point home, like that he's, he's still around for, for a reason, right? He's, he's around for a reason that why he signed that big $230.5 million contract extension uh, last July. So Can I just let's take a look at that video one more time. I, yeah. I, we have to, might as well, right? Look at this. Yeah. Just, just getting in there. Johnny, when was the last time you, you uh, were on the squat rack? Uh, senior high school, and then I stopped doing <laughs> legs. All my lifting is cosmetic. It's none of it's real in terms of it's not. It doesn't help in my day to day. It's literally cosmetic purposes. Yeah. Um, my lower body, it, you could snap it like a like a twig. <laughs> if you do, are you the leg press guy? Do you just go in there and the I, leg li press? No, I'm telling you right now. I my my lower body is literally cardio. That's how I operate. <laughs> I have not been on a lower body machine. Since high school, because there's not, I mean, I played football in high school. Yeah. I was running back for our team. The minute Scat that was back. over, the minute I that was over, <laughs> I did not, there was no point of that. If I'm going to frat parties and sorority parties in college, why yeah. am I doing lower body? What, what good does that do me? So, you were, you were Woody from the, what you were saying. So long old friend to all the, all the <laughs> leg right. machines. No, I was more like get fucked uh, lower body. It's it's how many times can I fit bench and tricep push down in a week? That's what I was operating as. I'm going to ignore. I want to disagree with a comment here. Jordan P all this stuff doesn't matter. We all know he works physically. All the questions are around his study habits. We won't know until the season. Number one, 
Uh, I disagree with that. Everybody who, after Kyler Murray tore his ACL, he was crying, said they don't know how they're gonna. he's going to respond because he's never had an injury like this. He's never been injured. So I think he's checked a big box. Now, maybe he likes working out and exercising, but the physical toll, and I've never done this, but everybody who's had an injury like this, the physical toll is immense when you're trying to come back from something like this. And it, it appears like he's tackled it head on. Number two, um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Like I, I think that he's got much better teachers to be able to help him get where he needs to be studying for you know the rigors of an NFL season and knowing what to look for than what we saw with Cliff Kingsbury. And again, I like Cliff Kingsbury, the person. He's a good dude. But like Drew Petzing is a highly thought of offensive mind in, in today's NFL landscape. They're, they're, they are going to be lockstep. Drew Petzing got Jacoby Brissett to play his best football of his career, and now he's parlayed that into a starting gig in Washington, or potentially. So I, I'm going to roll the dice that, I mean, Petzing to me, I had somebody tell me that there are there's talk around the NFL that in two years, Petzing will be a better offensive coach than the guy who just left Philadelphia took the indie job, um, the head job. Petzing is going to be higher thought of than that guy. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what Shane he can Steichen, do. Shane Steichen, huh? Shane Steichen. Yep. Petzing's on a, on are they, upward are, are they similar though? Like I, I like what Steichen does where it, it's, it's very simple. Like the, the game planning is simple, but it's, it's high, it's highly executed. And I think I do get the sense from Petzing that that's what he wants, but right. at the same time, Petzing has an idea of how it needs to be. Like when he got his hands on Deshaun Watson and the Watson was finally able to practice you know, they were working so much on his footwork because there is a lot of under center and something that he didn't do a whole lot in Houston. And there was a process and there was they had to take they took their lumps uh, for for Watson to to kind of get that. And, you know, I'd asked Petsing about that when I had the opportunity to talk to him. He's like, what are the yeah. challenges Kyler's going to face being under center more often? He's like, really not going to be able to know until he starts doing it. But it, it's mostly going to be. The, the lack of time he has spent under center and it's just going to be new to him because he spent most of his, his, his entire football career out of the shotgun. So yeah. it's going to be something that he's going to have to pay attention to. Uh, but Petsing is going to be somebody that's going to make sure it's done right. He's not going to let Kyler Murray go out there and immediately just create bad habits, uh, you know, firing back out from under center and then just throwing slant route passes, you know, yeah. you know, throughout or just dropping and, you know, throwing just bombs. I just feel like Kyler Murray had to play hero ball for so much of Cliff Kingsbury's tenure. What did we say yesterday? After watching Steve Kime come out, you know, you know, after he sank this franchise and then he comes out like he, some he's going to get some hero's welcome and he's sitting there and he's talking about this organization that he just drove into the ground and he's talking about the good old days and how awesome they were and in 10 years he had one playoff win. It's like, Kyler Murray was successful early on in his career, despite Steve Kime and 100%. Cliff Kingsbury. And, 100%. you know, the, and Kime even said it yesterday on the Greenlight podcast, you know, nobody worked harder than Cliff Kingsbury. And I saw that firsthand as well. Nobody was there earlier. Nobody put in more hours. But did he have the ability to to convey it, to teach it, to to coach up the players necessary in order to win, make those adjustments. No, I mean he just lacked those things. It wasn't. It was he. It was he was a decent, good to above average offensive mind. But as far as making the adjustments and 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 teaching it to his players, he was he was not very good. He just wasn't. So well, to see a guy like Jonathan Gannon for every question he's asked, he has an answer, and then why he came to that answer and why they do things a certain way. 
there's more depth to it and more of an ability to convey and teach players you know, why they want to do it that way. And I think that that's going to go a long way with a guy like Kyler Murray. It's like, hey, Kyler, you need to, you need to take a step as far as your leadership, your attention to detail, and here's how you do it. Not just, hey, you need to, be, you need to pay attention to the, to the details better. It's like, okay, well, how the fuck do I do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also how many young players have been developed under Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph? specifically Cliff Kingsbury. Now you could talk about it. That's an issue with the draft and development process for the Cardinals under Steve Kime. But uh, how many guys did he make better than when they came here? Chase Edmonds was a draft pick before Cliff got here, played running back. I would say they stunted Christian Kirk's productivity in a lot of ways. He disappeared at the end of seasons. So if you're looking for kind of grains of, you know, light for for this franchise, beacons of light, Cliff Kingsbury did not make his players better. Yeah. And Jalen put it in the chat. The Cardinals are seven and zero, and Kyler. You know, people weren't questioning his study habits. But then when teams made the adjustment on him, that's when your head coach and your offensive coordinator need to come to you and say, "Okay, this is what teams are doing. This is how we're going to adjust K one." Like yeah. Kyler Murray at twenty four, twenty five shouldn't have that responsibility. You know, that's what Bruce Arians helped Carson Palmer limit his turnovers in Arizona. It's like, okay, Carson, your first year in my offense, you threw 21 picks. The next two years, you're an MVP candidate. This is what we're going to do differently. Cliff Kingsbury just wasn't capable of doing that. And so I, I, the evidence is obvious. This franchise has held Kyler Murray back in so many ways. And you would be foolish to think if he didn't, if he went to a franchise that had their act together from start to finish, Kyler Murray would have more success. Now, would he have things to work on? Absolutely. And the show is never going to be Kyler Murray is a saint, perfect football player. But we've also seen what this franchise has trotted out over the course of the last 30 plus years. If you can't see that Kyler Murray is immensely more talented than 99.9% of the guys and gives this team a really good chance to win. I I don't know what to tell you. You're watching all these teams feverishly tried to trade up for a kid that completed 52% of his throws at Florida and have to talk themselves into that, have to talk themselves in. To look Bryce the, Young and C.J. Stroud. Look at the Trey Lance stuff. They, they show right. there's one video of him throwing oh, a tight God. spiral. It's like wait, Kyler Murray wait. throws has been throwing a prettier ball than that his entire career. It's, right, and, and people they, people forget that. And you know, I think it's, Colin Cowherd. You know, there, when we had talked about when the Lamar Jackson stuff started to kind of take off, and it came out that he had requested a trade, and somebody had just uh, approached us, would you trade for Lamar straight up? Colin Coward was faced with the same question. He's like, I would take Kyler. He, he said, it's close. It's tough because Kyler's ability to throw the football. He throws just, probably the prettiest ball in the league. And that's uh, not going away. And that no. and that's why I think you get him you get him right under the petting in this offense. It, it's he's gonna be the best version of, him, yeah. of himself. It's uh as, as we rehashed a little bit, it was a, a little bit ago, just the Steve Kime conversation. It's just it's laugh out loud funny. That he's going to be a part of draft coverage for some for some media organization. That somebody said this guy who had two first rounders out of nine sign extensions. This is going to be the this guy's he's he's going to be a good analyst. He's going to give people insight on the draft. That is fucking hilarious. But you know what? He can put complete sentences together. And if you watch this show, that's all it takes, baby. You know what's worse I'll- than Steve Klein, draft analyst? What's that? Steve Kime actually running your draft. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the and nightmare that's is over, baby. The that's nightmare true. is over. 
that's a reality only 31 other teams will not get to experience. Uh, a reality you can experience. Our friends at Circle K. Hello. Uh, listen, it's the weekend. If you're planning I some Easter visits. Okay. There you go. If you're planning some Easter visits with fam, you're loading up the, the car, the van, what have you, the SUV. You want to be safe, right? Temperatures are going to get hot this weekend. You don't want to find yourself stuck on the interstate, back highways, and not have a chance to fill up both your gas tank and your snack bin. So check out our friends at Circle K, stock up, Polar Pops, iced coffee, 12 packs of beer, Red Bull, Monster Energy drinks, and did I mention premium gas at not a premium price? Listen, it's convenient. It's a convenient stop at not a convenient price. And I, I'm, I live in Maricopa. As many of you know, there's a Circle K here. It is a hot spot in town for a lot of different reasons. And you might you might think to yourself that says more about Maricopa. You might be right. But it's also a place I feel comfortable taking my family inside. I got two young kids constantly using the bathroom, right? We're constantly stopping in for snacks. I'm always greeted with a smile. They're phenomenal people. They're a phenomenal partner because we trust Circle K is going to do right by Arizona residents and vice versa. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff they've got going on. And again, plan ahead for your big road trip this Easter weekend. Head to circlek.com slash store locator. That's circlek.com slash store locator to find a Circle K nearest to you, Bo. I, uh, I'm loading up the fam, hitting the road tonight to sweet Yuma, my where my in-laws are. It's uh, about two and a half hours away, but I've got a, I've already got it on my my itinerary. I'm hitting up the Circle K and Gila Bend, going to load up on snacks, going to just going to cap off the gas cap there it's going to be great uh it's going to be a nice little holiday weekend then we'll get back here in front of you guys in front of the camera in the mics on monday saw charles woodall pike in the comments happy birthday to him loyal diehard the birthday, PHNX. Happy birthday buddy have a four peaks on us we're going to be throwing a party of our own our draft party it's going down first round april 27th johnny myself the PHNX crew we're going to be throwing a first-round NFL draft party at Four Peaks, of course, with all their great beer, where they brew it, on location. That's right. You can RSVP right here in the description for our draft party. Did I mention it's free? Free 99? Free. Love it. Free. It doesn't cost you a dime. Just and I got I got asked yesterday, Bo, can kids come? Hell yeah, they can come. It's not 21 and up. Your entire family, bring them out. I bring my kids everywhere. Ask PHNX. It's great. Do it. Come to the draft party. That's because outside of the beer, they've got a full menu of great food from appetizers to entrees. They got the flatbreads there, and then they've got the desserts. Your kids are going to love, love all of it. Stuff their faces, enjoy it, and then you can sit back and enjoy some of their bourbon barrel beer or some of the other brewed stuff. Your IPA guy or gal, get yourself a hazy, get yourself a Raj IPA. Uh, you can't go wrong with any of it. Uh, hop not. You got, uh, of course, the Wow Wheat. It's a little lighter, feel a little springy. You got the new uh, green tea lager. Something for everybody out there. You don't want to miss out on it. Make sure you lock in your spot today. The drink specials, the loaded food menu, and the live draft coverage doesn't get any better than the PHNX Cardinals and PHNX Sports Four Peaks Draft Party, April 27th. Free RSVP. Do it now. I can't tell you how many uh, green tea lagers I'm going to have that, that Thursday night. <laughs> celebrating whoever the hell this team drafts uh can't wait can't wait to see all of you if you're coming to the party i want you to drop a like on this youtube video right now uh we can't wait to meet all of you put a face to the name uh our event of the year so far our event kickoff for the year for phnx cardinals 
super fired up. Uh, are we fired up about the Cardinals start of offseason workouts next week, Bo Brock? Kind of flying under the radar. When we talked to JG, the combine, he said he's going to give everybody a long Easter break and then they come back and they'll start to ramp it up. My question for you, and what was posed on PHNX underscore Cardinals earlier today, is DeAndre Hopkins a part of mm. those off-the-field workouts? Uh, and before you respond, I'm going to preface this by saying that I think it's in the Cardinals' best interest to get him to show up. Even if you've got an understanding, he's just going to stand around, just going to lift a little bit in the new revamped weight room. Hopefully he doesn't you know, trip on a floorboard that's sticking out. But I, I think <laughs> he, he doesn't show up, and there's like a mutual understanding that until the trade happens, he doesn't show up to anything. I think that you lose potential leverage in a Hopkins trade. I think if you act like, well, we're keeping Hopkins, or you make us an offer— but if you pretend like he's already traded before you traded him, I think you lose some leverage in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I just don't know if this is even a, a time that if he was, there wasn't trade rumors just swirling around him, that he would be at OTAs. You so, think but with a new coaching staff, you don't think he'd want to be there? I, I mean, it's still not even like, I, I doubt there's going to be much of an install going on because, of course, you got to get the draft picks uh, involved in that. You know, I think it's it's more of a, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just, I'm not going to put much of an emphasis of, of his attendance. You know, if he's there, or he's not uh, next week. I think, you know, guys like Josh Woods and he already told us he's going to be there next week, you know, cause he wants to uh, maybe lay claim to a linebacker spot, move, move up from the special teams ace that he is and, and work his way into some defensive snaps. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't. I don't want to make this. We had it last year with Kyler. We had to take kind of his attendance and all, all these OTAs and stuff last off season. I just don't know if we should be doing it with D Hop because don't you feel it's inevitable at this point? You know that that he's going to be dealt at some it's some time this off season to where it it's moot whether or not he meets the coaching staff. And, and I did. I did think that. And then uh, the whole month of March went by and he wasn't traded. And now there's dipshits on Twitter saying he could be cut. And that pisses me off. And I think if you're the Cardinals and Austin Ford, you put in a call to Hopkins and his agent, even though he doesn't have an agent or kind of, and just say, Hey, can you just come stand around? We're going to try to make this work, but we need you. To, we need you to play a part in this. Um, I don't know. feels like if he doesn't show up, and I get it, OTAs aren't the end-all, be-all. But like, what if Buddha's there, right? What if Kyler's there walking around? Simmons is there. DJ Humphreys is there. Like, a large stretch of the team is there, and then Hopkins isn't there. And it's like, why isn't Hopkins here? Oh, because they're moving on from him, regardless yeah. of the you compensation. Yeah, well, you, I do you know why. Just kind of do this. I did dance. not think we would have to be in a position to see, well, is Hopkins coming to OTAs or not? Because I thought he would be traded in March because he was supposed to be traded in March. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see. It is probably just going to be mostly workouts. Um, just kind of this, this because we've heard a lot about who these coaches are, of course, Gannon himself. Uh, just see him get with the players and, and see what that looks like for the first time ever. I, I just don't know if... if I, I I have no clue either way if, if Hopkins is, is going to do it. But now it, it's a little different day and age. You can obviously hop on a plane and, and be there in a, from from Houston or Dallas, wherever he might be, and and get to Phoenix in, in a couple hours. So it's quite possible he could jump on something, you know, to Monday night and be there for a Tuesday workout. Just if this was the old regime, maybe there's an understanding they could blow it off. But like 
Hopkins has never yeah. worked with Gannon and Austin Ford. Like, you know, when you have the substitute teacher. Like, was it, I think, a th the veterans la under the last coaching staff, there was an expectation of, like, the 19 practices they needed to be at, like, a third of them. Yeah. This is just when the new teacher shows up or the new boss, you, you perk up a little bit. So the right? Arizona like, Cardinals oh, yeah. get an extra session of OTAs. Uh, right. because of a new coaching staff. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're still going to have time to get these guys up to speed. And, uh, you know, Hopkins has done it. He did it during uh, a COVID season uh, coming over to a new organization. He was able to kind of get up to speed. So it, it's, he's, he's not a guy that I, I don't think that they should have an issue uh, getting incorporated if it, if it gets to that point and he's going to be wearing a Cardinals uniform to start the season. Maybe they trade him this weekend and they don't even have to discuss it. Uh, Blaine Clark. <laughs> Asking the question everybody wants to know. Real question is, will they have new practice unis? Um, God, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Those old practice uniforms, can I just say, they might be worse than the actual jerseys. Those what? like mesh, those white with the red on the shoulder, those are so bad. So you want them to even update like the practice oh, yeah. uniform? They had the, their walkthrough ones were nice, the gray ones. Yeah, those are fine. But I don't even think they're going to be wearing jerseys at, at this start of OTAs when they're in yeah. the weight room they're just wearing shirts and sweatshirts and I thought the so the Cardinals uh social media tweeted out like the, the numbers for the new players uh and they had the old it's on the old jersey templates so it's just like is it coming anytime soon I mean Kyle uh, reported before the draft when's this happening more depressing the news we got earlier this week or that tweet given the names on the jerseys what do you think is more depressing? That, that it's the old jersey like yeah no, 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 no. The, play, the players that they're putting on those jerseys to, to publicize. How dare the you? Com the comments Put to that some tweet. respect. Listen. Put nobody, some respect on Frodo Holt. <laughs> yell the Holt, Frodo Holt's name. Can't I'm not say saying the, name. the Cardinals social media team, they certainly don't bat a thousand. But those poor people and the water they have to carry. <laughs> and it's like, check out these new numbers. Zach Pascal. He's number zero. And they're like, get these new jerseys, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Jersey numbers are locked and loaded. And people in the comments are like, I don't know who the fuck any of these people are, Cardinals. <laughs> Maybe hold off on these new uniform number announcements, okay? Oh, my God. Go find the tweet if you can. It's pure comedy scrolling through the replies. See, Blaine saying 17th, the release date. I wonder where he's getting that from. Where, where, where are you that. getting that? Are I've you speculating? I've heard that too, but not. Not from so like ten a days before the drive. Yeah, we mentioned. What's up? We Emma? talked about. It. You, we thought it would be that week. Are you able to purchase these new player jerseys? Uh, ah, yeah. I think the only way you'd On be able to do jersey. it is if you did like the old jersey, but you did it as a custom. I don't think that they've got them in the All right, team. I'm gonna shop. read. I'm gonna read you these names. All right. Okay. I got the tweet up. I'm gonna read you these names. I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna go know who it. they are. Okay. You okay? If I read you the last name, you got to tell me the first name. Okay. We do this for a living, and if Bo can't do this, then how how are the fans going to do this? All right. Pascal, first name? Zach. Number seven, White, first name? Kazir. Number 16, uh, Cooney, or Coney, first name? Nate. Number 19, Fry. Uh, Elliot. Number 24, not A-Dub, Fenton. Fenton. Number 48, Fortunato. Oh, God. Uh, that's their new um, long snapper. Yo. Number 51, Woods. <laughs> uh, 
Woods, Woods, Woods. Oh, yeah, Josh Woods. We had him on the show earlier this week. <laughs> Number 56, Barnes. Chris Barnes. With Number a K six- and a Y. Number, damn. Number 65, Wilkinson. Uh, 65, Wilkinson. They just signed him. What the hell is his first name? Elijah. Uh, number 71, <laughs> Daly. Dennis, the menace, Daly. Let's go. <laughs> number 72, <laughs> Froholt. Yelda. Number 75, Howerton. Uh, yeah, that's what he's got. It's HH. So, what the heck's his first name? Hayden. Number 81. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce this dude's name. T-O-G-I-A-I. Yeah, I, this is a tight end. They signed in like February. I don't even know his first name. Number 89, Tate. That's Auden Tate. I thought he was a practice squad guy at the end of last season. Number 91, Collier. 91 who? Collier. 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 Oh, you're th- LJ Collier. Man, Collier, you're, you're yeah. making him sound like he's French. Collier. I'm trying to throw you <laughs> off. 92, Strong Jr. Kevin Strong. 94, Watkins. Carlos. Thank you. I think I, I think pretty, I missed one. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. I that's I, that's who the tweet was for. It was for me. It was an audience you, of like you got a few about eighty percent of those. I would say the casual fan will get about conservatively fifteen percent. That's yeah. pretty impressive, right there. If you don't think Bo Brock does his homework, do you that's good see stuff. anybody on that uh, on on that that's going to start? Kaiser White, Kaiser White. Okay, yeah, and, and Zach better. and Zach Pascal. He's going to see significant. Yeah, Pascal. We'll, those are the we'll those are the two yeah. names. Oh, and the the defensive tackle from Dallas is going to start. Carlos White. Watkins. Okay, Watkins. Yeah, those are three starters. Are they good starters, or are they mid? Or are they low-ranking starters? I don't know, but they're starters. Libertarian Sasquatch. I knew like four people. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think that's good, man. A lot of people are saying, give that man a raise. I, yeah. I wanted to embarrass Bo there, and I'm embarrassed for myself. For that. <laughs> that was a hell of a job by my co-host there. Uh, you know who else does a hell of a job? Octane Raceway and Maverick. Let's go. Baby. Fire it up. Do you need some Easter plans? Do you want to get your kids out of the house so your spouse, significant other, can make some tasty Easter dinners, lunches, beverages. Take your kiddos to Octane Raceway and Maverick this weekend. The party doesn't stop. 50% off signature bowling tomorrow. Tonight, if you're in the area, trivia night with drink specials 8 to 10. The best place to hang out. We're talking Diamondback games. The Suns tip off tonight in L.A. Check it out. Have some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Maverick. Cart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks, and you can have a great time in the trophy room, grill and patio, and get this. All you got to do, you can get a free $10 game card when you purchase an entree in the trophy room. So in the trophy room, not to be confused with the champagne room, the trophy room, you get a free $10 (laughs) game card, uh, and you can, you know, let the kids run wild. A couple hours away from the spouse as they're getting food ready. You got family over. You want to get the kids burn off some energy. Octane Raceway and Maverick. Or if you're just a grown-up kid, like so many of us here at PHNX, you have fun there anyway. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. 
as the heat, uh, the temperature starts to rise here in the valley, we're going to see our first 90 degree days. That means the sun's going to be beating down on us. Why don't you get some nice Shady Ray sunglasses like I have on here? It's for our YouTube viewers more so than our podcast listeners. I got the black timbers on. These are unbelievable. So I've got more uh, expensive sunglasses that I just have in my truck at all times. And they're just now they're just collecting dust because I am sold on Shady Ray's. As far as how these are built, they're solid, they're beautiful, they're slick looking, and I look cool. My wife loves them. She can't wait for me to use our little deal that we got going on with Shady Ways where we can save you 50% off when you buy two or more pair. You got to get in on this deal. You got to get in on Shady Rays. They're way better than some bigger name brands out there that don't even touch uh, as cool as these glasses are. They've got something for everybody, men, women. Uh, you got the blackouts, the black glaciers. You got... Uh, you know, some really kind of throwback lenses as well. Emma, what kind did you get? I got the same kind you did. You did? You got the Timbers? The yep. Timbers can't go wrong. I think, Johnny, you might have gotten some Timbers as well, right? I did, yeah. I need to get mine from Max's office. No one take them. Those are mine. Don't touch <laughs> hey, them. Johnny, did you know that you're... Your name's being thrown out on all Shady Ray's ad reads because everyone thinks that you're going to wear them 24-7, always inside. Yeah. Yeah. I do wear sunglasses inside. Uh, I have a light <laughs> sensitivity uh, for my eyes. Uh, allergy season. So I, I like to wear sunglasses a lot. Well, if you like to wear sunglasses as much as Johnny Venerable or just close to it, you got to get in on this exclusive offer for all of our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code PHNX. That's PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by not just a few people. Not just a few people in the reviews. It's 250,000 people have spoken, and they've all given five-star reviews to some Shady Rays. Get on it right now. ShadyRays.com. Code PHNX. I love doing this show, man. Best part about my day. You guys get me fired up to talk Cardinal Ball. Uh, Han, 499 Super Chat. We got a bunch of Hans. Just loving the Star Wars vibe. Pascal doesn't <laughs> have to be much, but he's the type of value-depth player. Kime couldn't keep stock 100%. Uh, and they know what he is and what he isn't. He can play special teams. He's a slot receiver. He's big and he's had success in offenses that are very similar to Drew Petzing's offense. So I think that probably 500 yards is reasonable. I think I think you could get 500 yards from a guy like that, assuming you subtract out Hopkins. And, you know, who knows? I'm going to tell you right now, Rondell Moore and Zach Pascal are on even footing. And uh, who's going to stay healthy? Rondell Moore, who hasn't stayed healthy since 2018, or Zach Pascal, who's missed one NFL game in his what six seven year career? I'm gonna yeah. go with the with the guy over six foot. Bo. Yeah, I mean six foot two slot receiver. Um, you know, I think in the NFL you can you play matchups right, and yeah. you got to have a more diverse wide receiver core than just a bunch of guys under six feet. They're speedy, and that's what Zach Pascal brings. And I think he's probably. Oh, as far as the over six feet receivers that they have on the roster, the guy that's really the true threat to 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 playing time for Rondell Moore, for Greg yeah. Dorch, for probably not a Hollywood Brown, but uh, Zach Pascal, you see it. I'd even like to see maybe two slot type receiver sets, yeah. and you will if you talk about taking away from Philadelphia. That's something that they did, and they even had you know their tight end split out at X. Uh, you could see Trey McBride play that role that Dallas Goddard played last year. So mm -hmm. um, they're going to have to get creative with this roster. I think that that's 
that's a big thing. It's it's interesting, Johnny, because like when I see this like fear porn on uh, social media about the Arizona Cardinals and the potential that they could gift wrap a player at five to the Seattle Seahawks, I'm like the the last thing we just the exercise we just did where I named off random players for the Cardinals is only like backing me up and feeling like you're you're concerned about the the Seahawks when this is that's your free agent class. You're concerned about who well, you made the point yesterday. Seahawks are getting a good player at five. That's right. Like, whether it's Will Anderson or Christian Gonzalez or Jalen Carter. I mean, like we're not blocking the Seahawks from drafting fifth overall period with, with the drafting of Will Anderson. They do get to participate. Uh, and they might get to participate in the form of Cardinals take Will Anderson at three. Indy takes a QB. Maybe somebody loves Will Levis and they come calling Seattle benefits from that. That's yeah. not a place I want to be living. Uh, I want to take advantage, Bo, of the Anthony Richardson bounty, and I think we're going to be able to. How about this tweet earlier today? Anthony Richardson meeting with literally every team on planet <laughs> Earth. Look at Anthony Richardson's top 30 pre-draft visits, according to Cameron Wolf. Starts with the Raiders this week. He's there today. Hello. Panthers, Sunday and Monday. Colts, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, hilarious. He's already talked to the Falcons and the Titans and the Ravens. The week of the 16th, he's got those lined up again. Um yeah, just make us make us an offer. Can we do it before the draft, though, please? Let's let's get this going. Everybody come with your best offer. Austin Ford, you know what they'll probably do? Austin Ford's probably, because we know that teams have been calling, and Austin Ford says, take a beat, and everybody's going to come, and we're going to reconvene in April. We, mm -hmm. we have that sourced. There's probably going to be a date before the draft where he's going to take everybody's best offer, and he's going to accept the best one. Because unlike the Hopkins situation, it's literally like he knows he's got three to five bidders at least, right? And there's momentum of Anthony Richardson going one or three. And it's 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 the best position the Cardinals have been in in years. It really is. Do you think it's it, it's the waiting game to see like who Carolina really lands on? I know the betting favorite is Stroud by a, a lot, right? Uh, you, you, I don't know. It's, it like? it's even back. It's even back out now. Where you? It's the same amount minus I think one ten on BetMGM at one point for Strat and Bryce Young. So I, I, that's I just, interesting. I mean, yeah. this, this Houston, like, what do they do? Are they kind of the linchpin to this, like to the Cardinals? And so they might push it to draft night, right? Where they have to, Maybe. they have to hold on and, and have those, those deals in place. And, and you know what the ballpark or, or some structured deals are going to look like and who, who you're going to be taking phone calls while you're on the clock from what it's, it's like 10 to 12 minutes you get. And, yeah. and Monty Austin for it's going to have to know, it's you know, who's, who's, who's going to be the one, the GMs he's going to want to have on the phone and talking to at that point. But like, I I'm just not in the mindset of like, I'm more excited about the players. The Arizona Cardinals are going to draft and develop than like, Oh man, Oh shit. We can't give, we can't do this because you'll give Will Anderson to the Seahawks or you'll give them Anthony Richardson. Like if the Cardinals, if they added Will Anderson at three tomorrow, and then they played the Seahawks, they probably still get their asses kicked because they're probably starting David Blau or Colt McCoy at quarterback and you, the, the free agent list that we just ran down. Like, you got a long way to go. And the way that you get there quicker is you trade down from three, you get a, you get a pick in the first round, you get maybe multiple picks this draft, and then like I, I'm almost damn sure in saying they're going to get a future one for the third overall pick. So, yeah, you know, and we're hearing enough. that this draft isn't that talented. So why not get some extra picks the next next offseason 
and and start, you know, get some good guys this year and then really ramp things up next offseason. I'm going to make a prediction right now. There is zero chance that the Cardinals don't trade down from three. You can hold me to that. I'll eat a shoe on this show. They are trading down. <laughs> Espo already three. did that, and he, yeah. he ate like a cake shoe. Are you eating a? Are you committing to a real shoe? I don't shoe? know. I'll do something different. I, I have no belief that they're going to pick at three. None. None at all. Because we know how they feel about this draft, maybe. We know how they feel about Will Anderson, and they know we know how they feel about the 53-man roster. So you just start to add these pieces up together, and it's like they want more picks. They want to fill this out. They want young talent. And I'm also here to tell you, like, I, I, I don't think it's a likelihood, but, like, what if they traded from three to four, Bo, and they still didn't take Will Anderson Jr.? Like, that's also a possibility that could happen. They could take Christian Gonzalez or the kid from Illinois Witherspoon fourth overall. I don't, I don't think that's the favorite, but I think that's a conversation they would have. And if you want to see Cardinal Twitter light ablaze that night, that would not that'd be not, not a good thing for our business and what we Where do. We, but. Yeah, well, we we were on the the prime uh, on sports daily talk show, right? Uh, Master Tess is the host of that. And he, he kind of pressed this on it, right? And you couldn't do it. You couldn't commit to Will Anderson. Oh, and, well. You know, we'd said that the likelihood of the trade down is is very real. Uh, but if, if you're asking us to stick and pick that, doesn't feel like it's Anderson, right? It doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's Anderson for a lot of different reasons, and it makes me sad. I love Will Anderson. He's a great <laughs> player and a great person. I would take him. Again, I would take him. Bo would take him. We don't think the Cardinals are going to take him. Nicholas in the chat, you guys think Simmons, Jeffrey Simmons from Tennessee is an option, even though he signed his extension 0.000% now. Because uh, you can't move him yeah. now. There's too much guaranteed money. Why would he sign and then be traded? Um, so if you haven't seen Jeffrey Simmons, the standout defensive tackle that won in a new contract is not coming to Arizona as a part of the 11th overall pick. He's staying in Tennessee. So if the Cardinals trade with Tennessee, much like Bo and I predicted, Cardinals just want picks. They don't want your players. They want their own players through the draft. They don't want veteran players that they immediately have to pay, Bo. Yeah. Like, what is he, 25, 26? He's a controllable defensive tackle that plays at a high level when he's healthy it's just like why you know tennessee might be staring down a rebuilder to their own and those are the type of players that you keep around right it's, right. it's like we're not talking josh allen here and that's not a knock on allen it's like jeffrey simmons is one of the best tackles defensive tackles in the league he just did yeah. so uh tennessee was smart in keeping him in nashville so yeah that but, but does does that I don't I just don't think that was ever part of any potential deal. I think Tennessee still like when you think about the trade up candidates, we're still there, right? For three, I think Vegas very real, right? Indianapolis at four very real, uh, Tennessee, and then Seattle who would have the quarterback tax potentially and the in division tax that would be almost tough to overcome. But you've got you know some you've got some options there to trade down with. There's no tax. Go to gophnx.com. Read the work of our many talented peers. 90% of the articles at gophnx.com for free, just like our draft party. Check out the recent work from our guy, Howard Bolzer. Promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D, talking about the Cardinals not coming away looking well after this week with Michael Bidwell and company. But again, become a diehard, as Bo mentioned, 20% off all of our events that you do have to pay for, but you get a huge chunk off as well as a fresh hat or t-shirt from the PHNX Merchandise Locker every single year. You're a part of the locker, friends. Come and join the community. Kick it off with us. The 2023 NFL Draft Party at Four Peaks in Tempe. You will not be sorry that you did.
yeah, you can come and say thanks for sending me to more furniture to get my living room dialed in, my bedroom, my kids' rooms, my dining room, and I took advantage of that spring savings event. You can unlock free white glove delivery at $9.99. Under 1000 bucks. you get that free white glove delivery. Spring savings events going on at more furniture deals in every room, plus free white glove delivery. You don't want to miss out on it. Easter weekend, they've got up to 72 months Zero financing. That sounds good. You don't pay Ooh. anything as far as interest rate on your financing. You can shop hundreds of items for less than $45 a month, and you're not paying anything on top of that. Spring savings is going on at More Furniture. Dial in everything from your living room, bedroom, dining room, youth, your bed, your kids' rooms. I don't know why on the website they say youth bedroom. That's my one uh, sticking point with the uh, More Furniture. Office and entertainment room and mattresses. You can get it all. And save big on it. Best place in the valley to do so. Morefurniture.com. That's morefurniture.com. Uh, Bo, are you bringing any recording equipment just in case I Hopkins am. news breaks this weekend? Look at I that. Am. Always working. He yeah. knows all the players. He knows all the practice squad <laughs> players. He's working on Easter, as am I. Should we get any news with this godforsaken team that we just love so, so much? We love all of you as well. Like and subscribe. Subscribe to PHNX Cardinals Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Which merch do you have on today? Is that the Coyote shirt? Yeah, this is one of my favorite tees. You know, you got to update it. You got to get the new one. PHNXlocker.com. Okay, All right, man. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get... I, I de- Most of my wardrobe is PHNX clothing. Yeah, so I pay for myself. I got my new Bed MGM hat, which I love. It's trying to be a vibe. I'm trying to wear bright, vibrant colors here as we get to the spring and beyond. Um yeah, it's a good time. Check out the merchandise locker. The new um, uh, Slim Valley Reaper shirt. That's got some great color to it. You it gotta does. check. And, well, the new Coyotes one too is is. I love that we're we're dabbling some great colors. You know check what we're gonna out. add. We're gonna add next. Locker.com. We're gonna. Is that it. Everybody have a great weekend. Everybody have a great holiday weekend. You get together with some family, some friends, have an awesome time. And then we're going to be back Monday. We actually have practice to talk about, I believe, on Tuesday. I haven't sent out the, the time. Is that open? Can yet. you go and hang out? I'm going. You you, you can't. You got to have a credential to get in there. You could probably <laughs> pull one. Emma could probably definitely. They would welcome Emma back immediately. Uh, you might not. But it's going down next week. And we continue. You know, yesterday was three-week countdown. So, we're getting closer and closer to the draft season. We're going to have some great draft content headed your way. Make sure you are subscribed to PHNX underscore sports on YouTube and you have those alerts set. So anytime we drop something, it's coming your way. But in the meantime, have a great weekend. We will talk to you Monday unless something breaks between now and then. For Johnny Venerable, Emma, I'm Bo Brock. See you guys soon.